Melissa, are you you you're you're not into March Madness at all, right? I I I I would be incredibly surprised if you were. But do you have any kind of uh, like I don't even want to say passing interest, but like anything related to that that would surprise me? I know that there are colleges where wow, they do play basketball, <laughs> but I don't think I could tell you any team names. I know the names of large universities sure. that I presume have basketball teams that are in whatever March Madness is or does. But it's gotcha. not like I know. Oh, yeah. The Ohio Jaguars. Top everyone's draft Gotta pick. I love those Ohio Jaguars. <laughs> Shout out to Ohio and them Jaguars. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, the only reason I mentioned that is cause, uh, this week today, I, I finally had like a slower day at work and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, but since the school that I work for got into the tournament, uh, this year, our first oh. game is this for Friday. Um, they were, were like, Hey, we're closing down the offices at like one in the afternoon. So you guys can all go out and watch the game if you want, like all the, that stuff. Uh, so I, I am happy that I, I don't have to spend the whole day working and, you know, watching the game <laughs> air quotes. Uh, but that, that, that's it. That's the only reason that I mention it. So, oh, well, <laughs> That's Melissa, cool. Good you? for you. I'm doing fine. Uh, once when the Blues, the St. Louis hockey team were in the playoffs, we did get to have a free party at work. They brought That's in cool. beer. It was like the first yeah. time they brought alcohol into the office. They're like, we might win the Stanley Cup. You can have a beer now. That's cool. That's cool. That's it. That's I feel like almost the attitude that we have at VCU because my I don't remember if it was my freshman or sophomore year, but it was early on. Uh, we got into the tournament then and we went all the way to the final four. And no one was expecting us to. We were no buddies. We threw everyone off. You know, they how they always make their like, here's my prediction. Yeah. Bracket. No one thought that we would go all the way. We messed up everything and it was such a wild week because i've never lived in a a town that really has like an emotional connection to the sports team mm -hmm. but because it was just so like mind-blowing that like oh my god like we're we're in the final four uh everyone was outside they were partying they were rioting they were climbing statues they were standing on top of cars they were doing all sorts of stuff and it was just a crazy experience um, <laughs> they put a car on top of a statue they, sure they climbed did. on top of that yeah yeah um they they, they got whoever put the those u-haul trucks on top of the u-haul buildings to put the car on the statue and somehow they like balanced it out. No, I'm just, um, but yeah, like I, that was the, the closest that I've gotten to that. Um, I've been in a town where like when their team like won the super bowl, like that night. Um, Ooh. but I, I had no like connection to the t team. Uh, but yeah, that night everyone was out on the streets. They were yelling, screaming, hooting, hollering. It was good. It was fun. 
That is good energy to be around when like your city sports team gets into a playoffs or something. Everything's electric. You do hear the hoot and the holler, which doesn't come up many other times a year. You know, Oscars just happen. I didn't hear any hooting and hollering. (laughs) You hear your neighbors down down the road. Oh, yeah, it's the Oscars, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, Lee, Curtis. And they light off fireworks. (laughs) Yeah, you present that award. Yeah, that's how you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys did not know, this is number 227 of the Whatnots Captain's Log, where every week we thirst for the taste of legend. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, the Oscars happened this they were. weekend. I'm I'm assuming you have extensive notes and charts and spreadsheets, or at least some highlights uh, to, to I, share. <laughs> I have my ballot. I, I kept my ballot from last year. Ballot. Yeah. Okay. The name in the game. I got 12 out of 23. Last year, I got 14. So mm. I didn't beat. I won last year. This year, I just tied. Luck, Me and my yeah. friend Ashley tied. It was this it was, was a tricky year. There were a lot. There were some movies that won multiple awards and movies that were nominated like six, seven, eight times and walked away didn't with nothing. Anything. It was a really yeah. odd balance. Elvis didn't get anything. That's why my score is not higher. I was betting on Elvis to get some technical awards like costumes, makeup, cinematography. No, none of them. Man. Yeah, I I, I saw some of the like big major things that I kind of cared about um, on 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 Twitter and such. But besides that, I paid no attention uh, to the Oscars. Didn't watch it. Oh, I it was fun. I really enjoyed it this year. I good. I think after all the, the the chaos last year, they wanted something that was just very back to basics like they they spent a lot of time this year on informational bits Mm. instead of like jokey bits you know like last year wanda sykes goes to the academy museum and she's making jokes the whole time and this year they still have a bit where you go to the academy museum they're just there's no jokes they're just telling you facts about it and i like that like i really want to no jokes (laughs) (laughs) zero fun sir yes thank you i mean there's bits there's somebody in in a cocaine bear suit who's just like pestering people in the audience you know classic gags but like when they presented the costume award they've got some of the costumes on stage when they present the editing award they've got two people back there one at an old-fashioned editing machine and one at a two two interns chained up in the in the back going please save us please help us (laughs) they just have these sort of living tableaus it's like you're they're presenting in front of a museum exhibit like they're on the stage i think it's a new theater that they're in or a remodeled theater that's got like strips of led lights like behind every row of seats like the entire theater lights up or the entire theater goes dark like the screen work the stage production just the flow of the ceremony oh i liked that i I found that pleasing cool good stuff Mm -hmm. uh so what of of the ones that you did win what ones did you predict correctly okay 
Everything Everywhere All at Once for Best Picture, which seemed pretty clear. Uh, Daniels for Best Directors. Actor in a leading role. That went to Brendan Fraser. I, I was predicting Austin Butler. I put a lot of money on Elvis. Like, the Oscars Watch podcast I listened to led me to believe that the voting body really cared about Elvis, and I suppose maybe they didn't. Maybe uh, lead actress, Michelle Yeoh, a, a very close tie. I mean, a very close race between her and Kate Blanchett. It is a struggle. It was a struggle to, like, pencil in this little square on the sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. I put Michelle Yeoh. She was triumphant. He Kwan in supporting actor. That one was also clear. I also did go for Jamie Lee Curtis and supporting actress. Another like tricky category uh, came away with that. Women talking for adapted screenplay. I know you were on the edge of your seat is women talking. Gonna get adapted yeah. screenplay. It did. Hey, International feature was nonstop. Women talking <laughs> could be pretty exciting. <laughs> International feature, All Quiet on the Western Front, animated feature, GDT's Pinocchio, documentary went to Navalny. Original song did go to Natu Natu. I saw from that. From RRR. I saw that. That was excellent. Did, I predicted did it everything ever. kind of performance of it? Or yes. Was it just like playing in the background when they accepted it? No, they, they perform all of the songs. Every song gets a performance. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's not, they don't have as much space in that theater to do a number as huge as it is in the movie, but they had maybe like two dozen people recreating that choreography. It was Mm. very fun. Rachel is in the the chat here and says, I wish it would have been the girl that played the daughter as the best supporting actor actress it was i she was nominated the the group of people i was with were very upset that it wasn't her right which is it's it's stressful i love the oscars but they're very stressful because even of course you can't make everyone as in the larger movie going or movie making body happy but even in a small oscars party of five people there's still a lot of yelling (laughs) <laughs> about who wants who you wanted to take each award even if they're two nominees from the same movie yep like like we said a lot of hooting and hollering <laughs> i it's it's stressful i'm like i don't know how to fix this i don't know how to make you guys happy do i need to leave <laughs> uh and avatar for way uh avatar the way of water for visual effects again cool. pretty clear would have been shocked if that didn't win those right. are the ones I correctly predicted. I had some misses, but like some of them are, are, are things I was happy for. Again, I was thinking Elvis might have taken costumes. Black Panther took costumes. I was very happy that Black Panther won that award again. It's definitely deserved. That also had a lot of great production design and, and yeah. stuff like that. Like, I, I think that that I think to me is one of the more interesting things of this year's Oscars is that like there were multiple movies in each category that's like I, honestly it could be either yeah. one of these and i think that when something like that happens at an award show to me it makes it that much more interesting because the votes mm. get split so much yeah. more it's something that might have just been in that third spot maybe just like just just squeaks in just cuz the vote gets split like that much mm-hmm. right um so yeah like elvis absolutely gore like 
gorgeous costuming and sets and production and yeah and like i i i would have voted for, for that but not surprised at all that black panther yeah took that too it's so, yeah. i i love it they're exciting races but it is always stressful that not everybody gets the little gold guy that they get to take home and i don't there's there's no solution to that unless they like we have 10 nominees and three of you get trophies. You, you're three equal winners. There's going to three of you on a podium like at the Olympics, but it's all the same level. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I um, I saw the few things I saw. Best picture. I saw the song. Best actor. Um, best supporting actor and actress. That was kind of all I saw saw though and those were the only the ones that i was like yeah i want these and it was it was all the ones that i ex- expected to to win so i was like oh yeah good okay <laughs> that was that was my experience with the that's Oscars. fine you don't have to have them all maybe next you know any year you can jump in yeah. any year there's no continuity you don't need to know how many nominations Sensible michael clayton got background. in 2007 <laughs> in order to like watch the oscars next year jump in anytime if you want it's fun this is what so, i do instead of the march madness so this past year you had been kind of following along with an oscar podcast or two uh to, mm. to keep up with what the discussion is who they think might win all that stuff um is that something you think you're gonna do again next year because i know at one point you were like you were still on the fence you were like i don't know if i will but i might no, I think I'm fully into it now. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be the person who watches every single movie. That's quite a gauntlet. And sometimes the movies are like difficult to get a hold of or they're sure. like just real bummers. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I didn't have it in me to watch women talking this year. But it's fun. I think I'm always going to follow it. Keep up with it. Try and see a handful of everything. Watch the ceremony. Make snacks. That's cool. Good stuff. Think a lot about the themed snacks. There you go. Um, well, keeping in line with movie and TV stuff, I think we have enough time to sneak in some pop culture news uh, here before we do housekeeping. Uh, and then I have a follow up question to something I asked last week, kind of. Um, which we'll do in this second half of the show here. So, real fast. Um, John Bernthal is reprising his role as the Punisher uh, in the upcoming Daredevil Born Again series coming to Disney Plus. Uh, and from what I'm hearing, still no word if uh, Foggy or Karen will be mm-hmm. back. Um, I hope they do. At, at the very yeah. least, give me Foggy. But I right. want both of them back. <laughs> we love that Foggy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am happy that people have continued to ask this question. It's at the front of people's minds. It it has been for years. Yeah. We want these people back. These minor supporting characters back. We demand it. But you did. Did you ever watch any of the Punisher or did? No. no? Um, I I mean, he was in Daredevil season two. So I saw him for a little bit. He was pretty good. I'm happy he's back. Yeah, he was great in the role. I liked him a lot in that. And I feel like the two seasons of The Punisher that we got on Netflix, 
I think are kind of underrated. Like I, two I, seasons. Yeah, we got two seasons. Wow. Um, they they were pretty good. I really enjoyed them. Uh, but I don't like I. I don't remember exactly why people didn't necessarily like it, but it just it just kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people. Um, I I think maybe as that like second season of Daredevil was not as many people liked it and they were like, okay, this is getting a little strange. Um, and yeah, who knows? But I, I'm, I'm glad that he's back. I loved him in that role. I thought he was great. He was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy, happy to see him back. Good. good. Uh, some news that dropped today, not too long before, b- before us recording this here podcast, is that James Gunn will be directing the upcoming Superman Legacy. Um, he's also the one writing this script. Uh, mm-hmm. They announced it when he he did the here's all the the movie and t- TV show slate that DC Studios or f- films or what have you. Um, this was the, the, the this is g- going to be their first one, their first movie out. Um, this is the first one coming, and yeah, we did not know who was going to be directing it when they announced it, but it came out today that gun will be taking this over Melissa, thoughts on this mm-hmm. how are you feeling uh, about james gunn on a superman film uh, they're both from the midwest and i think that's a good match i think he's <laughs> gonna bring true midwestern energy to superman <laughs> so you wrote down this headline in our, our google doc and you included a link to a tweet and sometimes <laughs> i don't click these because i'm like does it say anything more than the headline you already wrote but usually not. This is a really lovely message when you follow through the tweet from James Gunn. Yeah. It says, "Yes, I'm directing Superman Legacy to be released on July 11th, 2025." My brother Matt told me when he saw the release date, he started to cry. I asked him why. He said, "Dude, it's Dad's birthday." I hadn't realized. I know, and I know he he lost his father a couple of years ago. I think shortly before or during the production of the suicide squad so that's that's a very sweet message i i like yeah, that he, well, he i appreciate that he shared that with us did did you read the rest of the thread here it's a i whole can't entire, there's a th- um, a thread thing here yeah so i can only it, read it, one of these at a time so immediately after that he he tweets out uh i lost my dad almost three years ago he was my best friend he didn't understand me as a kid but he supported my love of comics and my love of helm and i wouldn't be making this movie now without him it's been a long road to this point i was I was offered Superman years ago. I initially said no because I didn't have a way in that felt unique and fun and emotional that gave Superman the dignity he deserved. Then a a bit less than a year ago, I saw a way in. In many ways, centering around Superman's heritage, how both his aristocratic Kryptonian parents and his Kansas farmer parents inform who he is and the choices he makes. So I chose to finally take on writing these scripts, but I was hesitant to direct. Despite the constant pestering by Peter Safran and uh, others to commit. Sorry, hater. 
just because I write something doesn't mean I feel it in my bones, visually and emotionally, in enough to spend over two years directing it, especially not something of this magnitude. But the long and short of it is, I love this script, and I'm incredibly excited as we begin this journey. Hashtag up, up, and away. Um, nice. So yeah, I, 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 I saw this. Uh, wasn't really going to link it anything at first, but yeah, once I saw this, I, I was like, oh, I have to put this in. This is so good. Coming yeah, on his it's... dad's birthday, if it sticks to the landing mm. and keeps that that date. But I think it's just serendipitous, especially with it being Superman legacy and it's about his parents yeah. and all that stuff. Like that, that I, I think not that I think that this is really good insight to what this movie is going to be about. And it's it is gonna be a look at like who Superman is as a person, why he is that 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 way. Sure, there'll be some big action st stuff like that, but I think at the end of the day, it will be about his family and how how like yeah. how and why he makes the choices he makes. And so, if this is kind of the jumping off point of that, sounds good. Mm -hmm. sounds good. I I I like this setup. This sounds very sweet. Yeah. Um, that said, when I initially heard this news, I was a little bit more whelmed, just kind mm -hmm. of even keel being like, well, James Gunn has done really good on on Guardians and on the Suicide Squad. Like, I know he's a capable director. I know he can make this. But I also didn't want it like DC film studio to, to be the like James Gunn show where he mm, writes and mm. directs everything like I I really liked that message of him being like I'm gonna get different people to direct all these and it will mm -hmm. be their vision um so I, I I was a little bit more just like yeah, I don't know like I'm sure it'll still be okay but we'll see uh but this I think gives me hope mm -hmm. so I'm more excited now more excited um but yeah that's kind of all that i saw for like pop culture news stuff um of the week so i say we take a quick break for housekeeping uh and then when we get back like i said i have a follow-up question uh to something i asked mm. last week so we will be right back here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes, and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, Thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, 
head over to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, so we are back. Once again, a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. We Thank you. Um, on the the Pilots Club, our three dollar tier patron exclusive podcast this month, we took a look back at the year 2000 when CSI originally <laughs> came out. Uh, this was a good one. It was fun. I, I was not expecting it to be as good as it was, but it was it was it, mm-hmm. it was a solid pilot. I was imp- impressed. Uh, that being said, Melissa, Bob yes. Patterson is the one we Bob are Patterson. doing this next month. What What is Bob Patterson? I'm not surprised you don't know it because I think it only aired four or five episodes over the course yep. of a month in 2001. This stars <laughs> Jason Alexander as the third best-selling self-help author in America. This, yeah, this sounds ridiculous. I am excited to get into this and see what this nonsense is. I've been re-watching mm-hmm. Seinfeld uh, recently, so I see him all all the time, and I'm just like, how is he now the like third? <laughs> like this, this sounds like an episode of Seinfeld. To be honest, like George <laughs> has to somehow make some like could convince someone that he is like the third most successful self self-help author and it just goes horribly wrong right um but but yeah that's what we will be covering uh this next month so be on the lookout for that uh cool things we've been up to here at the whatnots Right here on the captain's log this past week, we were still talking about the Oscars. We were coming up with new categories uh, that we thought should be on there, all all kinds of cool stuff. And I, I would like to give a big shout out to Keanu Reeves for listening to our podcast and <laughs> using that as inspiration to, to be like, yeah, you know what? We really do need a stunt category in, in the Oscars. And uh, yeah, thank you. Friend of the show, Keanu Reeves. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> he was out, out there on Twitter being like, we need best stunt in mm-hmm. the Oscars. So that, that, that was neat. Uh, then over on the review show, we got to read some Shazam comics this week. Uh, there's also the brand new Shazam movie out this week. I guess by the time this goes live, it will be opening. Weekend. Oh, yeah. It'll already be out. Um but yeah, we we thought it would be an opportune moment to read Shazam and the Seven Magic Lands, uh, which was kind of a d- d- children get not kidnapped, but transported uh, to all these different magical lands, stuff like uh, stuff that will like re- remind you of Narnia or the Wizard of Oz and Wonderland or Tron. Uh, stuff like that, but it's Shazam and the the Marvel family uh, that he has there. So that one was good and fun. Over on the reactor core, we got the finale of The Last of Us. Uh, Ignacio and myself got to discuss that uh, season one covers the events of the first video game, and people have been talking about that game for the past decade because it has a, a rather polarizing. Uh, conversation starting end to that game and the show followed suit exactly with that and man i i I have i have feelings (laughs) melissa i have feelings (laughs) i i have been adjacent to this 
this program for several weeks now. I have no clue what it is you're talking about. Like, I have gotten no whiffs. Nobody, like, every thumbnail I scroll past on YouTube, I don't know what he does. Uh, Is is it a mist situation? What happens? I'm talking mist with an I, the horror movie, not M-Y-S-T, the PC (laughs) game. It's... It's not a, a super original plot, if I do have to say. There is, uh, long story short, there is this like zombie-like infestation uh, I know that, that takes over the world. Yeah, and there's one girl that is the the cure, so he's transporting her uh, to get the like ex- basically experimented on, and he doesn't really realize that through most of the journey um and uh some some stuff happens there at the end and he makes a decision he makes a choice to do a certain thing uh and it's just the like did he do the right thing is the main character an asshole is he a terrible person did he make the right choice but i love these characters i like seeing them here i like them there but i i don't know um so yeah, it's it's an it's an interesting show to say. say the Same least. conversation following the Oscars. Were the right choices made? <laughs> I, I mean, I like that character, but uh, I, I mean, uh, he's kind of an asshole. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have that, uh, and then we will be covering the Mandalorian season three on the Reactor Core as well we will do that in two different episodes uh so we will do the first half and then the second half once it's all complete uh so be on the lookout for that but that is uh housekeeping for this 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 week here so melissa i have a question uh-huh. last week here on the podcast one of the things i asked was like do, do you really pay attention pay attention to the episode titles on yeah. a tv show I've noticed some of them just say like episode one and that's it. It's kind of lame. Um, but I've been watching this show called Black Spot on Netflix. It is a small town French crime drama. Oh, France. That, yeah. I'm playing um, like countries of the world, like spin the wheel in my head. Like, where is this from? South Korea, down. Spain. <laughs> Argentina. Where is Kyle going this week? A <laughs> uh, small town French crime show with some horror mixed in. Ooh. Um, remember when we watched, we were on the review show, we watched that small town French crime yeah. show called The Forest. It mm. has very similar vibes to that in that the small town, like most people know everyone the police station has like four employees five Mm -hmm. maybe um and they are located kind of in the middle of nowhere surrounded by this like really dense forest that maybe has some supernatural qualities um and in the show black spot there is this creature that is out in the forest and People aren't sure if it's real or not, if it's a thing of myth or legend. Is this a god like what like some old like Celtic god? Um, but it's it's also like a crime show. There's like a murder mystery that they're trying to solve or a character's disappearance. There There is like a big overarching plot. Um, 
that I, 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 I think worked uh, for the most part. Uh, and every episode is also like a little smaller crime that they're investigating. Mm. Um, but as I finished season one, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop there for now. And then I went back on Netflix and I caught the episode description of the premiere of season two. And Melissa, I have never caught whiplash from reading an episode <laughs> dis- description <laughs> until then. Hold on. I like that you said caught whiplash as, just, if, <laughs> as if whiplash is a contagious disease. <laughs> if you see a car accident, you've got it now. I mean, if, if you do a double take hard <laughs> enough right you might um if you're next this, to somebody who does a double take hard enough now you've caught it go get your like shot. yawning yeah <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but i i the the show takes place in like modern day time um it's called black spot because the town is out in the middle of nowhere and in this like dense forest it's kind of in this dead zone where like cell phones don't work as well or at least to get like make calls outside uh as well people don't really leave the town or they don't really come and stay there they're just kind of this like closed off dark spot on the map um but the episode description of the premiere of season two is is like while the main detective is focusing on you know this mystery uh flashbacks to 52 bc in roman times when i was just like what wait what is (laughs) nothing to do with that what (laughs) what is happening i (laughs) and i I, yeah i was just like this is ridiculous Kyle, you've lived through this already. Their season two premiere of The Leftovers starts with a cave woman. You've seen yes. it. It can happen. But yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is like I didn't read the episode description to for it to be be, be like in I forget the name of the t- town, but like in uh, the, the savior t- town in t- Texas. Uh, they, they, they do this. Well, meanwhile, in cave people times like that i would have been like what we're going back to like neanderthals to uh, what is happening what's going on like uh, yeah but like has that has that happened to you where you've like you've read the description of something and just been like whoa wait what how do we get here Sometimes I do. I know when we were watching 1899 on Netflix, the Mm. episode descriptions were like, a bug on deck causes panic. And I'm like, is this a disease? And then I watch it and there's just like a beetle. And somebody's like, how'd this beetle get here? (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I like it, it just made me think. Because I was like, oh, the episode title of season one, episode one of the black spot is a stranger comes to town. And I was like, ooh, I yeah. like that. That sounds cool. Like, <laughs> you should like bring back 
good TV <laughs> episode titles. And then I read like season two this week and it's just like, whoa, episode descriptions are wild, Melissa. You're so easily impressed. You're so easily jostled. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel like I am, but this is just so out of left field that it's just like, what? Mm. How? Why? Oh, well. Oh, well. Again, I'd be more sympathetic to you if if we had not seen this happen. We saw this. We've been here. <laughs> it just it doesn't happen often. So I was like, can can we name the times that it has happened? Like, I don't think that ever really happened on Lost where an episode de- description or something was just like, whoa, wait, what? Oh, my God. I'm going to have to go through these now. Maybe in like season four or five, there was one, especially when they start to get to the like time travel stuff. Yes. It's like, meanwhile, in the 70s. Um, yeah. I, but I, even then, like, I feel like we kind of knew what was coming in that. And just having watched the show, this gave no hint that like, oh, like, hey, we're, we're going to do some major flashback or like the, the show didn't really have very many flashbacks in it to begin with. So it's not like a flashback heavy show. And all of a sudden it's just like, yep, we're going all the way back. 52 BC, my brother, let's go. I guess it's not wild that that happened. I mean, relatively in the entire landscape of television, it's not wild that sure, they had yeah. an episode set in 52 BC. But the <laughs> fact that, they did put that in the episode description is bold. <laughs> that is kind yeah. of a big thing to drop into an episode description. It's more fun to just be shocked. I didn't yeah. know the season two premiere of the leftovers was going to start with a cave woman. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> it's <was> wild, <laughs> but yeah, I, man, it, it just, it caught me off guard for sure. For sure. So had to bring that up here at I, least. I appreciate knowing that there's another French spooky woods crime show. <laughs> they yeah, made I mean, more it, than one of those. It it reminded me a lot of the one that we watched on the review show. Uh, season one reminded me a lot of dark as well. Mm. It's not it's not as like bleak and just depressing. Um, but, it, you know, it's the like small town. Something weird is go, 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 going on. With it, maybe some of the town's people have something to do with it. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um, it just felt strange. And they kept using this B-roll footage. So they're like one of the motifs in the, 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 the show is these two crows that like like to hang around the police station. And it it there was a couple times where it reused that same like B-roll shot of the crows like launching off the window and flying away mm-hmm. but they they're sitting there just calling every now and then and <laughs> I, I just like it was just one of those things of like why do you keep returning to this but it's not really brought up that much in converse like they are a theme and a motif like vi- 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 visually but besides that who knows um so i happen to name them jay and silent bob because uh, they were just out there, like standing by the window, just doing their th- thing, and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, it's Jay and Silent Bob." 
Just sitting there. There are two famous cartoon crows named Heckle and Jekyll. They're both already birds. They're both already crows. I I don't know them as much. They just reminded me of Jay and Silent Bob. That's all. In that one of the birds talks and the other one does not. (laughs) One of the birds is a cameo by the director. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I mean, he does talk once. uh, At least in that (laughs) first film. He has one line. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were talking about the crow. I'm like, yeah, crows can kind of (laughs) talk. Brock, that's the murderer. Get him. Get him. (laughs) (laughs) So... Anyways, that's all I have to say on on that. Good show, though. I liked it. Liked it a lot. Nice to know. I, I think I've told you this a couple weeks ago, but you got to get one of those maps you fill out for every international TV program you find. Right. Did 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 you ever have the like you remember when the the like different state quarters were? Yeah. A big thing? Did you did you ever have one of those maps where you could collect them and put them in the state there no we didn't have a map we had like a booklet like a little like leather booklet with like the inset that you would plug the quarter into and my dad say collected all of them and saved all of them to give to my nephew when he like graduated high school or something and I, which is a very grandfatherly thing to do, except when you already have two young children at home who are like, Dad, we want the quarters. We're right here. <laughs> you, 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 you said that it's a very grandfatherly thing to do. That's exactly what my grandfather did. <laughs> like almost <laughs> to a t-, t he he bought me. It was like uh, like a not hard cover, but like a big um cardboard thing that like folded out it was a big map of the united states mm-hmm. and it had a slot for like each of the quarters to fit in and you had to like stick them in that um but then he bought me like a full like actual set like not as a like you can put them in 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 the map but you like here's just the like two stacks of the of, of them all so that way like you can you can put these in the bank and they'll be worth something down the down the road right i i think i like used them on like arcade machines or something i don't know <laughs> I, I was just like i don't care about collecting these things <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> grandparents they love coins i don't know if the kids are getting into coins i don't know if there's like a 19 year old who's looking for like buffalo head nickels or something i i I did have like a small collection of coins i had some foreign currency i still probably have some of it i know for a fact i have a i i I assume that it's fake but i don't know for certain um it's a 20 dollar coin like those big giant like $20 gold coins um it, it did you try to unwrap the foil to see if there's chocolate inside <laughs> it is not a chocolate one i guarantee you um but no it's it's a, like an actual like metallic like it's a heavy uh coin but it's gigantic um <laughs> I'm just imagining like you you meet uh <laughs> like somebody on Rachel's side of the family and they're like, oh Kyle, what are you into? And you're like, I collect coins, antique coins. Here's you want to see my collection? It's just and it's a, just a collection coins. of like 
very clearly chocolate coins. They have like the Easter bunny on them, but they're still in like a velvet case. This is the Marvel editions. Here we have the Batman 66 version over here. You just have uh, a pog in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that is a Wyoming quarter. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Kyle, Alf is on that. Yeah. Wyoming's own Alf. <laughs> Our state animal, Alf. Oh God. <laughs> um anyways, that's I I don't know where I was going with this here. <laughs> Coins. Gotta Grand- love them. You know? Grandfather stuff. <laughs> Uh, Melissa, you have a California drive around mentioned here on our list. What what is this California drive around? This is a sub genre of movie I've been trying to quantify. Okay, where, like where they are driving like on the strip or like more on like the beach side of things. Like what what constitutes this? genre in your mind well it was inspired by this week on the review show we're watching angeline Mm -hmm. which is all about a woman with a famous car in los angeles and she puts herself up on billboards and she drives around in her pink corvette uh just just being a celebrity looking at herself on like a hundred different billboards and there's there are these movies where you're in california and you drive around <laughs> and mm, yeah. I'm not talking about an action movie. I'm not talking about the fast and the furious. You are not driving around for action. Speed isn't in this either. You're driving around for a series of errands and hassles and things you have to do. Or establishing It's not shots. really about. It's, would, would you count it as right. establishing shot too? Because like you can be, you can like you can re- recognize that that strip, that strip, that strip, or them like d- d- driving out to like the Hollywood sign or something like that. Driving is a key part of the movie. You have a lot of places you have to go in the movie when you get there with a car. I feel, I feel like this should have been one of our Oscar categories last <laughs> week. Best Hollywood tour. Uh, okay, it's not Hollywood explicitly Hollywood. It's not explicitly Hollywood. It can be more mundane parts of the Southern California area. I called it specifically the California drive around to pay homage to one of the finest drive around movies, American Graffiti. Set up in Northern California in Modesto. The California drive around movie is you just have a long series of errands and hassles and something you're chasing or something you're getting away from. You're just led from place to place. And it's exasperating that you have to go all these places. It is not necessarily glamorous. But it's also not like. uh, Like collateral isn't you're driving around in L.A. Sure. I don't know I'm, I'm if there's an uncut gems, but some guy just keeps getting the runaround of L.A. That's another to, kind oh, of movie go somewhere else. Go get this thing. And then I got to. That's another kind of you. movie called the New York walk around like eyes wide shut. Classic New York walk around. I'm talking about the California drive around. I'm picturing movies like um, 
uh, uh, licorice pizza. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that yet. Any movie nope, where it's just shame. <laughs> you've just got things you have to go do. Think about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, set okay. in Chicago. That's not it. They're doing fun things. Nobody's making them go anywhere. They're not chasing a particular thing. True. Okay. They're just sort of sightseeing, being around. So like this isn't like a vacation movie or anything like that. You have you've got stuff you have to go accomplish. It's like it's kind of like a um like a shaggy dog kind of fiasco sort of story. I mean, maybe I put Big Lebowski in this. This is just something I'm starting to piece together. And there's a lot of movies I have to watch or rewatch to really quantify what it is I'm trying to talk about. I gotcha. I gotcha. It takes place over a short time span, usually like one day or one night or a week or something. You have mm-hmm. to go to a lot of places. This can just be like somebody's apartment or a diner. I, California. I don't know if it's literal California or only movie California full of diners. Yep. If you watch the disaster artists, they go to like five different diners over the course of that movie. Diners are good. They are good. You heard it here first. You have to like <laughs> among your, your journey, you have to stop. You have to like recollect, reconvene, have some, some coffee, have a slice of pie or whatever, go to the pie and burger and, and collect your thoughts. Maybe like a crime goes down there. Maybe there's a heist or something. So let me ask you this. Since this was inspired by Angeline, how does Angeline fit in that? Because I'm I'm only halfway into the thing. So we do see her driving around in her pink Corvette. Um, I, I would assume from the story, at least in the like late 70s, early 80s, when you saw her, she was probably trying to go to some movie deal or interview or something uh, to be like, I want more billboards. Um, but part of the show is also hurt like someone just kind of ran into her while she's putting her groceries in the tr- mm. tr- trunk and driving away stuff like that. So how, how does Angeline fit in this one? She's constantly out and about you see her go to a Denny's. But is that accomplishing she- something? How is Denny's different than like Ferris Bueller out being like, let's just accomplish He's- fun. It can't be fun. The California drive around is not fun. You get dragged to go do but this Melissa, thing. You can have fun at Denny's. <laughs> you can have fun at Denny's. I know I've done it before, but it's just a series of like appointments and somebody called me and I have to go over there and we have to drive out into the desert and somebody fights a snake. Uh, Babylon, the new movie Babylon, an excellent California drive around, okay. even if it's old timey. Anytime that there has been cars and has been California, you can do it. (laughs) Interesting. It's just a series of like appointments, hassles, things you have to do. You're sort of exhausted when you do it. You're not excited to do a California drive around, but the audience might be. Is this going to show up down the road on the review show? Being like, Kyle, I've got it. 
here they are the three the the three quintessential california driver rounds <laughs> maybe like i said i have i'm trying to piece this together for myself the california drive around and the new york walk around that's yep. my next goal <laughs> the new york walk around <laughs> uh good stuff Good stuff. I, I now I'm I'm in my mind being like, what new genres could we invent for like a, th- a theme on the review show that we have to pitch stuff on? Interesting. That'd be fun. My, my, that might have to be something we we do uh, down the road here on on the captain's log. Invent new g- genres. Very specific our, subgenres. We, we already have our uh, like like senior citizen detective who's the 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 new like starry-eyed detective and the young okay that's grizzled (laughs) that's different because that's something we want to manifest we want to see that we're not trying to put words to a thing we've already seen i am trying to describe a specific vibe i get off of some movies (laughs) i've seen and like group them together I'm not inventing stuff. I'm not a pioneer. Well, dreams crashed and burned there with that one. I, I, I'm, I'm also trying to put together the genre of sad party, which is very closely tied to the California drive around. It's a a movie that is 100% sad and 100% party. Cool. Basically most Boz Lerman movies and boogie nights. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I I don't really have anything else for the Captain's Log this week. We covered all of our bases. Good stuff. We did. We t- we knocked off everything on that list. Hell yeah. Good week, I say. Good week. Uh, Melissa, do you have any other kind of last minute things that you want to bring up? I... I, so, no. Uh, one 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 thing that we are gonna be t- 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 talking about a little bit here is that uh, we were planning at the end of March to have our taste test uh, episode where we both get a bunch of the same kind of food or snack or drink or something. This year we had picked out a bunch of pocky and pretz to try out. Uh, the pack that we were going to get might be a, like arriving later than normal. We're going to work something out and figure it out. Um, but stay t- tuned for some more details about that down the road. But uh, soon. Very, yeah. Very if, soon. if you were hammering your fists on the table, demanding us to eat, 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 it's going to happen. Fork and knife. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Melissa, where can the people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Only available there, not on any billboards. And you can listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. There you go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. Uh, and if you would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, if you guys are watching the YouTube version of this, go check out one of our other videos right over there. That would help out as well. 
I hope you liked it. We, uh, yeah, thank you for ch checking it out. This has been number 227 of the Whatnots Captain's Log. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.